All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm gonna hit the town. say do you ever wonder what a gen x thinks welcome to gen x talks but that's not my line uh, that's the kid's line he usually introduces the podcast but he's not here he's in school uh churning away at his ffa chickens stuff and gen x mom is on assignment in sun valley in the beautiful san fernando valley so what you're stuck with right now is me and the reason that every now and then i do a solo podcast is because gen x mom piles up these questions that are asked through emails and through direct messages and our live stream. And they always revolve around the same thing. They always want to know what is Gen X dad's opinion of this or of that. And heavily, heavily is two categories. And one of them we're going to talk about today. How did America end up where it's at? How did we end up in this situation? How did we end up with, um, the society we've got. And there's a few things that you can you can point to on that. One of them is pretty simple, and I think we can all agree it's a generational issue. I think we can all agree that generations are just different from uh, one to one, uh, from the next. You, you look at the greatest generation, which lived through the Depression and which fought World War II. Uh, the greatest generation is, let's just start there. We can go back further, but let's start with that one. By the way, they're trying to change that name. Yeah. Uh, they are trying to, liberals, Democrat, liberal Democrats are trying to change the terminology for the greatest generation. And why? <laughs> well, you don't want the history books to keep saying the greatest generation is associated with terms like loyalty, duty, family, commitment. You don't want that. No, uh-uh. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, so they're going to change the name, and who's going to stop them? I mean, even if the greatest generation was alive, and they're almost all gone now, they're not going to stand up for themselves and say, we deserve to be called the greatest generation. They didn't name themselves that. That was a name given to them because people observed them and said, wow, yeah, you are without a doubt the greatest generation. So moving on. Anyway, yeah, they're trying to change that. The next generation after that was baby boomers. And baby boomers were my parents. The greatest generation would, would have been my grandparents. And I'm sure that as the baby boomers got into their teenage years, some of the things they did were shocking, absolutely shocking to the greatest generation. Some of the boundaries they were pushing, some of the things they were calling socially acceptable. And they're probably right. It was different. They weren't used to it. And now comes along Generation X, which is me. And you look at Generation X, and I'm sure the things that I was doing as a teenager and a young adult were completely shocking to my parents, to the baby boomers. And it continues from there. There's late millennials and Gen Z that do things that I have no earthly clue to what's going on in their head. They push the boundaries 
beyond what I thought would ever happen. And I think that maybe every generation feels, okay, we've pushed the boundaries to their limit and we're all going to live right here. And the next generation comes along and pushes them a little further and then a little further. So if you ask, if, if the main question I'm getting asked is, how did America arrive where we are? How did we get here? I think we could all agree that a little bit of it is just natural attrition. It's just the flow of generation to generation. You know, it's a, there's going to be uh, some of that pushback. There's going to be some of those boundaries and rules that are being tested and, and stretched. So let's call some of it just, it's just natural, you know, where we're ending up. Now, if you set that aside and just say, okay, some of it, some of it's natural. Some of it's just, it, it's just human evolution and you're just going to get some of that. All right. I agree. But I don't, I don't think you should hide behind that. And I think that I see a lot of kids doing that today. I'll question a kid going, what are you doing? What is possibly going on inside your mind that you're behaving this way? What do they always tell me? Well, you don't know. know, You're you're just old. You You don't understand what it's like to be young. You don't understand what it's like to be me. This is just me. All my friends are doing it. It's okay. This is my generation. This is where we are. Sometimes I just shake my head going, yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> it sounds like me playing Twisted Sister as loud as I could that we're not going to take it out of my room hoping my parents would leave me alone. I got it. Okay. And they didn't understand me any more than I understood them, I'm sure. So, you know, <laughs> they, you just can't hide behind it. The other part of that that really bothers me about the generations today is not just that they hide behind, well, this is my generation, you don't understand me, is they will look at you in the face and say, who are you to tell me what's right and wrong? Who are you to say, this isn't normal? Who are you to say, I can't do this? Well, that's tough, because without some sort of moral center to the universe, How are you ever going to win that argument? How are you ever going to convince them that anything is right and wrong? And they do that a lot these days. Late millennials and Gen Zs go, hey, you say this is right by your standards. You say that's wrong to do. Well, is it by your standards? I don't choose to live that way. I think it's okay to feel this way, to be this way, to act and behave this way. And that's a very hard thing to overcome. Add to that... They just got done telling you that you don't understand them, the new generation, uh, I do what I want, I'm different than you, and now they add to it, you don't, you don't tell me what to do because my right and wrong is different than yours. Now, when you see where I'm going with all this, I'm going to tie some things together. Let's keep these points in mind. Generation to generation obviously pushes boundaries. At the end of the generation, they hide and go, it's my generation, I wouldn't expect you to understand then the last thing you do is they tell you, your version of right and wrong is not my version of right and wrong. I'm going to do what I want, all right? Keep those things in your head. Keeping on the topic of how did we get where we're at. And one of the things I always talk about with you guys is the pendulum swinging. The pendulum swinging from one side of an extreme to the other. We've talked about it before in different areas. And... I believe that when we start a pendulum swinging a direction, we really don't have a way to stop it. 
So I'm going to give you a small example of something very practical, very simple, and then we can apply it to a lot of other areas. But follow me on this and see, see, if, you, see if you don't agree. All right? Let's say we have a handicapped person in a wheelchair. And they go to a restaurant, but they can't use the bathroom because it's not handicap accessible. The tables and chairs aren't handicap accessible. Can't go to Dodger Stadium because you can't get around the stadium because it's not wheelchair friendly. Well, in a strictly capitalist society, you know, for money and profit, you would say, well, then we'll just lose the business of handicapped people. I don't care if they can get into my restaurant or not. I don't care if they can go to my ball field or not. I just uh, don't go. If you don't like it, don't go. Well, okay, this is where I'm going to I'm gonna break away from the hardcore right-wing guys because I lean much more towards uh, the left side uh, of Democrats with the idea, hey, I don't mind forcing people to put in handicap rails, handicap ramps, in handicapped bathrooms. I think that a guy in a wheelchair should be able to attend anything he wants to. If he wants to go to a baseball game, then God damn it, it should be available to him. If he wants to go to Applebee's on a Saturday night, that should be available to him. Now, you're going to force businesses to spend money? You're going to tell a private business? Yeah. And I'm, I'm generally against every bit of that. But... In this case, I think we should do it. And what does everybody say? Ooh, uh, when you open that door and you can force a business to do something, you can force them to do lots of things. And that's true. And in this scenario, this thing I'm trying to show you is exactly that, that slippery slope that once you open that door, people will take the pendulum and swing it as far as they can, which is not the intent good-hearted, regular Americans don't want to take everything they do to an extreme. I bet 99% of Americans would say, I don't care what your problem is. You're going to put in ramps. You're going to put in rails. You're going to make it handicap accessible for wheelchairs. You're just going to do it. I'm sorry you don't like it. I'm sorry it infringes on your freedom of to conduct yourself in a business, but just do it. All right? So we do it. We get it all done. Well, Everybody feels pretty good about themselves. We've now helped out that guy in the wheelchair, and we're good. What's next? Well, it won't stop there, and maybe in some respects it shouldn't. But the next thing is somebody will come up and say something like, well, now they can't really go to the beach. What do you mean? Well, they can't reach the water. Okay. Well, we should put... uh wooden boardwalks all the way through the beaches so that wheelchairs can get down to the water. Really? Maybe. I mean, if you're going to be the person who says no, then you obviously don't like handicapped people. If you're going to be the person who says, uh, oh, you don't, you don't want a handicapped person to get close to the ocean, you're not willing to put in wooden boardwalks everywhere, well, there's other people that are going to go, well, no, you're ruining the beach. You know, you're, you're ruining it for everybody else. Well, all right, maybe the beach example is a 50-50 split now. Now we're not, now we're not talking, we're not 98% all on the same page, are we? Maybe now you get a split 50-50. So you do it. 
You put in some certain boardwalks, some certain walkways. You got some of the beaches accessible. Everybody's marginally happy, but you really, you had to meet each other halfway. All right, so that's done. Now let's not have a thousand examples. Let's skip to the end. The last example that I want to give you, like I said, so we don't have to sit here all day droning over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of examples. Let's say the same handicapped person is rolling around his wheelchair and somebody comes up and says, hey, uh, we just found out that this guy wants to sit at the top of Half Dome in Yosemite National Park and he wants to view all of Yosemite Valley, all of God's creation from the top of Half Dome. And he can't walk up there because he's in a wheelchair and he can't roll up there because the back of it's this odd stair type of a case with a, with a rail you hang on to. We want to build an elevator in the bottom of Half Dome all the way to the top and have a little viewing area for him up there. And we should do it so that he can experience it if he wants to. That's the, that's the extreme. That's the pendulum going all the way from one end when we decided to put in uh, handicap accessible rails and bathrooms and restaurants and modified facilities to all the way to this end. Now we're going to drill a hole in half dome and mount an elevator. And who are you to say that he can't have one? Do you see where we go with this? Do you see where it ends up? You start out with a good thing and you take it to its extreme. What I call a ridiculous extreme. But I'm not allowed to say that because if I say, look, let's apply some common sense, some nuts and bolts. This is ridiculous. I'm not drilling a hole through the center of half dome and putting in an elevator. Well, then I obviously don't like handicapped people, right? Isn't that what they say? Now think about the person standing before me with this argument, okay? That person before me is a late millennial, Gen Z. They have pushed the boundaries way beyond my generation. They have decided that anything that I think is their generation only, and I don't understand, and when I call them out on, hey, we shouldn't do that or we should do this, what do they say? Yeah, you don't decide what's right and wrong. There is no right and wrong. I'll tell you what my right and wrong is. And I think it's right. We destroy this mountain and put in an elevator. They don't apply common sense, nuts and bolts. And when you do, you're shamed for it. You're discredited. But it's an extreme. Late millennials and Gen Z letting that pendulum swing all the way to the one side and pushing it as hard as they can and keeping it there. Now, this is just a small thing we're talking about, a hypothetical, a made-up thing about a um, handicapped person in a wheelchair, you know, from putting in bathrooms that work for them uh, to uh, boardwalks on beaches to an elevator and half dome. But you get the idea how you can take a good idea too far. Black Lives Matter. Same thing. How many other things are out there that they just take too far? PETA. All right, I get you're protecting animals. But how far do they go with that stuff? To what extreme? You know, you take a, a, a service animal. Seeing eye dog, I think that's great. It's necessary. It's a function. It fits a need. You know, it, it's, it's something you have to have. And then we end up with comfort dogs allowed on airplanes. The pendulum swung so far that finally the airlines had to snap back and go, okay, enough of this. You don't have a comfort ostrich that, um, that supports your emotional needs. And if you do, I don't care anymore. 
the pendulum will start to swing back. It will. It will. I know that there are groups of people, even on the far left, uh, there's there are groups. I'm going to say small groups. I don't know if they got a million or two million or I don't know the number, but the majority of Americans, in my opinion, are tired of bending their knee to a ridiculous extent. We don't mind being accommodating, but when you run off the rails, eventually Americans push back and go enough. You got to have some common sense. You absolutely have to apply nuts and bolts strategy to how things work. Can we build an elevator in Half Dome? Yeah. Should we? No. Well, why not? You don't understand. You're just anti, you're anti-handicap. Shut up. No. I just have a little common sense left, man. Okay. I don't, not only do I not want to go to the expense of doing that and the trouble, I think it ruins part of the, the mountain you know, that we're there viewing when you do that kind of stuff. I think there's certain things you can do and certain things you shouldn't do. And yeah, I, I have to have an opinion on that. I don't need you telling me what my opinions are. But now we're back to, hey, it's their generation. It's their right and wrong. We're old. Get out of the way. Yeah. Generations changed. Their values changed. Their moral compass is definitely changed. And here they are at the front of the line, pushing and screaming to make all these changes with socialism, fascism, communism. Things that I grew up with being a bad word you didn't want to be associated with, they teach in colleges now. Can you believe that? They teach you the things that America was not built on. They teach you the things that America fought against. And when you challenge them and go, uh, you know, America's totally the opposite of that. Hey, it's okay if I learn this. It's okay if I believe this. I'm me. I can live whatever life I want. I can make whatever changes in my life. If I want to be a transgendered communist, I'm going to, and you can't stop me. If I want to self-identify as a bus, I'm going to, and you have to accept it. All right. Once again, Americans go, all right. Uh, yeah, you're a transgendered communist bus. Fine. And the pendulum starts to swing. Well, now, because you started down that road, because you accepted that as okay, and you didn't, you know, make any kind of a grievance with it at all on how it affected you personally, you don't care what it's for their personal life, do what you want. Well, but now you're going to have to make um, specific bathrooms for them. Maybe a separate menu at a restaurant for them. They've gone from being accepted, which is what it used to be. If, if, if a certain group was in America, they just wanted to be accepted and treated fair. No, 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 no. Now, late millennials and Gen Z want special privileges. They want to be at the front of the line. They don't want to put in their time to affect change. They just want to shame you and threaten you into immediate change. No, don't go through Congress. Don't, don't petition your local city government, your mayor. Don't run for office and figure things out on a, on a grassroots level. 
No, just get enough people together, scare everybody into being obedient to what you want. And as soon as that pendulum starts to swing and you we start to comply with them and we start to do it, they push that pendulum as quickly as they can and let it swing to the extreme and they hold it there. Now we're all living in fear. Now we can't even make jokes because we're afraid of what's going to happen. Every generation changed. Late millennial and Gen Z decided that it's their generation and we don't get it. We don't understand. They hide behind the fact that their right and wrong is whatever they say. Who are you to tell me what right and wrong is? There's no, there's no moral center to the universe. And every single pendulum that swings, they're holding it out there to its extreme. Used to be a term when I was a kid. You give them an inch, they take a mile. Yeah, that was a real thing. It's, it's more true today. You let that pendulum swing a little bit and say, all right, all right, we'll be accommodating to you. And before you know it, you're not only being accommodating, now you're granting special privileges, special rights to the point where they affect your rights and your privileges. They make you uncomfortable. You have now bent and twisted yourself so far to make them fit in and feel accepted. Now you're uncomfortable doing it. And do you think anybody cares about that? No. No. Because chances are you're white and you've, uh, you've been comfortable too long anyway. So you can just deal with it. We had to. So you now you can. Chances are they don't care because they're just going to throw it back in your... They don't want you to throw the logic back in their face that, hey, what you're doing is making me uncomfortable. No. What they're going to do is throw into you, well, you know, you've always been a racist. Yeah. You've always had white privilege. So who cares what you think? This is your punishment. You can just sit there and, and take it right now. You asked me in the beginning 20 minutes ago. It's all we've been talking. We've only been talking for about 20 minutes. You asked me what I thought about where we were at as a society in America. You asked me how we got here. I'm just bringing up one aspect of it. Generations change. The pendulum swings. Always has. This generation holds that pendulum right where they want it, at the extreme, and forces us to comply they don't care about your rights, your feelings. They don't care about how, how it affects you. And we're all sitting there like a keg that's about to explode. That's what it feels like. And I look around and I, I feel like these situations, these 30 pendulums that are swinging out in that direction and, and Gen Z and is holding them there, I feel like America's finally going to have enough and they're going to say something, they're going to do something. And I think they know it too. I think there's a lot of late millennials and uh, Gen Z's that know that's coming. I think they're kind of prepping for it. And what I mean by that is they're not learning, you know, <laughs> they're not learning how to deal with these things when they come up. I think what they're doing is they're getting their argument ready. When it all collapses, they can blame Gen X. When it all comes crashing down, well, if you'd have just gone along with us, 
you know, we were trying to figure out the fascism, social, I bet you wouldn't let us. If you'd have let us figure it out, it all would have worked and everyone would have been happy. But you guys, you guys just wouldn't let it happen. You wouldn't let utopia happen. No, we just got tired of your bullshit. We finally said enough. We were accommodating to you. We gave you an inch, you took a mile. The pendulum is now swinging back the other way in a lot of areas. I'm not saying that America's fixed, but there's some things that I'm noticing that I like about it. I like that Black Lives Matter isn't posted everywhere in my face. They burned me out. You, you literally burned me out on it. I couldn't do it anymore. I, I just couldn't. I didn't even. It was like noise, just, just, this, just this gray, loud noise everywhere. It's like, well, did you see the Black Lives Matter thing? No, I don't. It was in the end zone at the football game. I, I, whatever, man. You know, the, all the basketball players had their shirt on their jerseys. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you can't expect to do that 24-7 without people getting numb to it. But you did, and the pendulum's now swinging back the other way a little bit. I talked about this before. Morgan Freeman said, you want to stop racism? You want to help racism? Quit talking about it all the time. A situation comes up that's racist, you deal with it, you squash it, you fight it, you kill it. And the people that are in the wrong, you make sure they never do it again. Then move on. Put it behind you. Have a picnic, man. Go to a basketball game. Don't sit there. You can't walk through a parking lot and point out and go, hey, man. Remember when blacks were slaves? You remember that shit? You, you remember that? You, you do, don't you? Well, no, wasn't here. And yeah, I read about it, but I think we got rid of that. Yeah, but you remember that, right? You treated us bad. Yeah, I got it. There's a bunch of assholes that treated you bad. Okay, I'm not that asshole. I'm a completely different asshole. And I'm not treating you bad. Well, I just don't want you to forget. Remember... Remember last year when that black guy got shot? Yeah, and didn't, didn't the cop go to jail? Didn't the rest of the guys get fired? Didn't we deal with it? I just want you to remember. It's out there. It's out there, man. Yeah, I got it. If you think you're talking about slavery, if you think you're talking about racism because you're informing somebody, you go, well, it's got to be heard. You got to get the message out there. To who? Who doesn't already know that it's there? <laughs> who are you trying to reach, dummy? You're not trying to reach somebody. You're not trying to give somebody some new information. You're not a Jehovah's Witness knocking on the door saying, hey, have you heard about our Lord and, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You're going to knock on a door. Hey, have you heard about racism? You just want to make sure you're informed. Everybody fucking knows. Shut up. Morgan Freeman was right. And the pendulum is swinging the other way. Just had enough, man. I got it. You kill racism everywhere you see it. We're probably never going to get rid of it, but the pendulum is swinging. Okay. A lot of these groups out there, these special interest groups, pendulum swinging. You're not getting special discounts to the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Well, we're a special, unique minority group, um, and we choose to be this way, and can you give us special treatment? No. You know better than the rest of us. You know worse. You just, you're Americans. I'm glad you're part of a movement. I'm glad you're part of a group. Grab your tickets, and the hot dogs are over there on your left. The pendulum is beginning to swing. You ask where we're at. I told you why or how I thought a chunk of us got here. You know, 
you normalize things because you don't choose what's right and wrong. There's no center. We can't all agree on those things. So anything you say is normal is now normal. I got it. But the pendulum's swinging back the other way. See, Americans are good people. They are. They'll tolerate a lot. We're the most giving country on the planet. But eventually, when we give you an inch and you take a mile, when we give you an inch and you demand a mile, eventually we turn around and tell you, hey, we're not doing this, man. We're done. You, you know, you're taking advantage of our good nature, and you are. And you're forcing it all along the way. You're, you're, you're not, <laughs> it was another phrase when I was a kid, uh, you catch more flies with honey. All right? It's true. Be nice. Do you think these movements and these groups are being nice? Are they coming out there and saying, hey, you know, we'd, we'd really like to fit in with you guys. Um, you know, can we, you know, here's, here's who we are, here's what we're about, and we just don't, we just don't want you to make fun of us and, you know, we don't want to be outcast. Can you, can you just, can we just fit in with you guys? Can we sit with you guys in the bleachers here? You know, can we get invited to the company picnics and stuff? Yeah, they're not doing that. They're ramming it home with a hammer. You will let us have seats with you at the, at the game. Oh, we're sitting in the front, by the way. Oh, you're going to, yeah, you're going to, we're going to the company picnic. In fact, we're organizing it. We're going to do it ourselves and you're going to show up. I know you're going to say, well, we had to, you forced us to be this way. You, you conditioned us to act this way. You, you've taught us and you've tormented and now this is the way we are and you made us this way. Yeah. Grow up. Jesus Christ. I hear that from my 13 year olds. I shut up, grow up. All right. We're all the same. Okay. Nobody's better than the other person. And you can't force your beliefs on anybody. And I can't force mine on you. And the more you drive your point home with a hammer, the more America is going to get frustrated and angry. We're not going to care. You're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin it for yourself. Oh, you'll blame us when you're done. You see, now we're kicked out of the club. America didn't like us. Just what we had been preaching. No, you did this. We tolerated. We tried. We did our best. Now we're just ignoring you. Be who you want. You're an American. Go over there and do it. Just don't ask for anything anymore. We can't help you. You've burned us out because you drive things home with a hammer. Can't you just be nice? Well, we'd be nice if you'd be nice. Oh, for God's sakes. Again, what are you, in third grade? You just push us as regular Americans, black, white, Mexican, Asian. We're all regular Americans, whether we're old or young, there's still the majority of us that go, Jesus, stop. Let the pendulum go. We're done. You asked how we got here? There's part of my opinion. You asked what's going on now? I see things going the other way. I see it in politics all the time. I look and go, wow. I would have never thought I would see things beginning to trend back another direction. But I do. 
you want to know something corny? And <laughs> this is kind of an add-on. I should end the podcast right now, but I'm going to give you something. I don't know that this is completely true. Um, I, I've seen a few polls and I've heard a few people on behalf of groups talking, and which is really odd to see it hit kind of the mainstream media. Uh, there is a large portion of Gen Z now, not necessarily the Tide Pod eating group, but I'm amazed, and this goes from my personal experience talking to uh, people at this age level, just a little bit younger than the Tide Pod kids, uh, who are now, what are they now, 19, 20, 21? The younger ones are conservative. I didn't say they were Republicans. There's conservative Democrats. But their thinking is conservative. Their thinking is more what are they going to do to better themselves. It's it's amazing. It's it you know, this very could very well could be the beginning of a trend. I hope. I'm hopeful. I like people that are self reliant. And the more you get rid of people in government that offer handouts instead of a hand up in life, the more you get rid of them, the better chance you have. There's a lot of pushback from Gen X parents in schools all over the country. I'm one of them where you walk into a classroom and tell the teacher, say, I'm going to make this real clear. Your job is to teach your subject. Do not interject any of your personal political bullshit to my kid. I didn't hire you to be his math teacher slash guidance counselor in life. Your job is to teach math. Teach it. Your job is to teach English. Teach it. No, I know you... Every teacher has their own unique little spin and personal anecdotes in life. I'm all right with that. But don't indoctrinate my kid with your beliefs. I don't care if you're a right-wing, Republican, God-fearing, gun-toting. Keep that shit to yourself. Doesn't matter. I don't care which side you're on. I'll raise my child. I'm not asking you to do it. I don't want you to do it. My kids are there to get an education. And if I find out that you're pushing your personal bullshit onto my child on a time when he has to be there, he's forced to listen to you, then I'm going to meet you in the parking lot and you're going to be forced to listen to me. It's all fair. Do you understand me? Are you listening? That's important. And there's a lot of pushback. There's a ton in America. You know why? The pendulum is beginning to swing the other way. Good-hearted Americans have had enough. We've given, we've accommodated, we offered you an inch, you took a mile. Now we're pissed. And somewhere along the line, it seems that some of the Generation Z is beginning to open their eyes and sidestep some of these landmines that are in the public schools all the way through colleges and think for themselves with open hearts. They're compassionate. They're smart. And they look and they listen and they reason and then they make decisions. I like seeing that. I like nurturing that. I do. The biggest lesson that they're coming away with for some reason, and I don't, I'm not even sure how this is happening, but I'm grateful for it. One of the biggest lessons these kids are coming away with is like, hey, there is too much of a good thing. 
There it is. You can have too much cake and then you get sick. Yeah. How much freedom do you give an eight-year-old? Can he stay out till two in the morning? Freedom's a good thing. Too much of it at eight is a bad thing. Yeah. Kids naturally like boundaries. They like structure. They like they like an organized family when it's available. They do. And I think they're starting to see that in the rest of the world too. They're starting to see, yeah, too much of a good thing. There is there is a time when you have to say, nah, I'm not going to build an elevator in Half Dome. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my rant. That's my <laughs> that's my anecdote for the day. You asked. That's one of the biggest questions I get asked the uh, most often. There's a stack of sticky notes here from Gen X mom on. Here's the question you need to answer. Here's a question. And it, I'm telling you, there's two main qu- main questions, and they they go hand in hand. The other one's about raising children in today's world, today's society, today's America. But the other one, the main one, is this one. How did we get here? I'm not a philosopher. I don't know. But I've been on this planet half a century with my eyes open. And I learned how to get past all the people that can twist things around. Boy, that was a hard one to do. You got, they're so so professional at tearing down the good things that people do to twist them around. There's a group that'll tell you when I say, hey, Ronald Reagan was a good president. Oh, they got a laundry list of explanations on how everything that came good from Reagan was really um, from the Democrats. Everything bad from Reagan was all his personal fault and the fault of uh, Republican ideology. Oh, I've heard the list. I can't believe it. Well, he took down the Berlin Wall. Well, did you know that he didn't actually take down the Berlin Wall? Let me, let, me, let me explain to you. Martin Luther King. That man did a lot of good. There's a whole group of people. Wow, let me tell you. <laughs> he was a communist. He slept with a lot of women. He was unfaithful. He, I mean, Jesus Christ. There's, there's people out there that will tear everything down. And they're prepared. They got worksheets on this. They got cliff notes. They got their talking points. And no matter what you come up with, they're going to they're gonna rip it apart, whatever side of the aisle you're on. And I had to learn a long time ago how to filter out all those bullshit people. It's, it's hard. And you have to really pay attention. And you really got to look at some stuff. The good news is I was there for a lot of it. Some of it I could just, I remember just seeing and watching. So I got a good perspective. I was there. Okay. It's not bad. When you get to live through something, you, 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 your opinion counts. But there's some telltale signs. If you guys want to know some stuff, the first person that, uh, when you get into a discussion with somebody, the first time they say you're racist, walk away, just walk away. If someone throws out that you're a racist, they're desperate and they're not very good at arguing or discussing or debating. They're not. That is not something that an intelligent person would ever throw out there. Well, you're just racist. You're white privilege. Just, you know, you guys all know the talking points. You, you know what they are. When you hear stuff like that, walk away. Laugh at them. Just walk away and go, oh, dude, I got you. Just, oh, you probably listen. You, you probably watch Fox News, don't you? That's what that explains it. Now, now I know why you're screwed up in your head. You watch Fox News. Okay. All right. That explains it. Somebody says that, walk away. Just tell them, say, I can't have an intelligent conversation with you. Why not? 
Well, because you just threw out the typical racist Fox News, Trump clone, you know, all the things that a desperate, unintelligible person comes up with. I, I got it now. I understand who you are, and I need to not talk to you. you you're going to be stuck in your own little world. You're eating from a trough of information without ever looking up to see what's going on around you. I got you. I understand. I have to walk away from them. I, I, I have to. You just, there's no pot, there's some telltale signs. You know what they are. Don't, don't try to win those arguments. The only thing you can do is to their face is point out that they're stupid, narrow-minded, the things that they accuse you of. They really are. You just got to tell them, say, whoa, 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 did you just say something about Fox News? Yeah, you probably listen to Fox News. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to go ahead and go and you have a nice day. I can't help you. What do you mean you can't help me? <laughs> if you have that opinion already, that I'm a racist, that I watch Fox News, that I'm a Trump clone, when you start throwing out those words, I can't help you. I'm sorry. You're on your own now. Sink or swim, you're on your own. I can't help you. I want to, but I can't. So that's it. I summarized where we were at. Told you that generation after generation pushes the envelope. Late millennials and Gen Z have their own mindset and their own rules. They decide what's right and wrong, and that's convenient, isn't it? then you can just do what you want. We also talked about the pendulums. Those generations can hold those pendulums to an extreme. But America, America, America pulls back. I mean, they just do. And the pendulum is swinging. So, like I said, it's been about 40 minutes of talking here. You guys uh, probably came back six different times this podcast just to see if it got any more entertaining. And as you noticed, it didn't. So... Uh, thanks for wasting time with me. I got to go. The music should be coming up right now. By the way, the intro and exit music is from Highway Down. And if you want to check out their stuff, it's on the bottom of the kid's website under his purchases or something. I think you can get a CD there if you guys even know what a CD is anymore. And uh, the commercial break in the middle is because we have to do that with Anchor, but they're an awesome company, so it's cool to do it. And this was just me answering one of the many questions you guys always ask. The next podcast will be up pretty soon. Uh, it'll be with a Gen Z kid, and it will be with Gen X mom. We're also doing some uh, special guest podcast, and uh, the movie review for Lebowski was so big that we're inviting Iceman back and see if we can't get um, Superweed, Millennial Sundown, or at least uh, over a Zoom call or something because that was a good podcast. It really was. One of our favorite ones so far. Anyway, I'm out. I got to go. We'll turn this over to the crew for editing. We'll splice together some stuff, take out all the stuff that's bad, leave the stuff that's good. That should bring it down to about two minutes, and then we'll be on our way. Anyway, catch you guys on the flip side.